start us out? No, I thought you no. were. You uh, I thought start. I thought you were going to start. I don't want to go first and assume that the man is going to talk first. I'm sick. All right, well, folks, we've got a, a sick broadcaster <laughs> here today. That's how much I love this podcast. You're going to power through? Yeah, I'll yeah, power through it. You're not going to fall asleep like Corinne did. <sighs> I might. <laughs> Honestly, that looked pretty appealing to me. I feel like people were really hard on her and she shouldn't have been sleeping so much, but I I would probably go to bed. I mean, she already had a rose. Right, she already had a rose, and I mean, they're doing those rose ceremonies at like 5 in the morning. I mean, I'm surprised that that's never happened before. I don't think they're that late after like the first okay. night. Okay. But, but, I mean, they're only Who on knows? the second night. So. Right, right. Then they had that crazy pool party. Who wouldn't be tired? Should we jump in? Let's do it. Yeah, I think I did that. talking about... Bantering back and forth. Let's jump in. Let's start at the beginning. Okay. So, um, this Liz bombshell was the biggest nothing burger. Yeah, they act like the ladies are... I mean, not surprisingly. Right. They act like like someone's... the ladies are going to lose their shit. Right. Guess what? They don't. They don't like lose the any cha- shit. It's like the Chad pool party. Right. Like somebody's going to get murdered. <laughs> they show does. a dead body floating in the pool with blood around it. It turns out to just be Daniel eating a bunch of ketchup. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> oh, I've missed that sound effect. Damn, Daniel. Um, Here's a Bachelor in Paradise prediction. Daniel and Corinne. Ooh, Actually, yes. here is a legit Bachelor in Paradise prediction. Chad and Corinne. I like the Daniel and Corinne, actually, because I feel like they both like to be naked in particular ways, and they're both sort of awkward mm. in weird ways. Yeah, but Chad and Corinne, too, I mean, they're, I feel like they would be, you know, fire right, and dynamite. I like that. Like, sure. I'm rooting for it. Right, it's just yeah. a prediction. <laughs> You're predicting what's going to happen, not what you wish to happen. Um, well, I guess we have to talk about the Corinne-sized elephant in the room. Corinne being Corinne. Cor- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an elephant in the room. It's not, <laughs> not the right phrase. It's a uh, five hundred pound gorilla named Corinne. This is why I teach creative writing. Right. Did anybody ever teach you how to do a metaphor? Never. How to Nobody. Yeah. Here's how you do a metaphor, guys. Let me break it um, down for you. Can we just back it up a little bit? Sure. So we enter the episode, and I I want to know the formatting was really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that we were on, still on, like, tonight on The Bachelor. Right. Because they just kept jumping around. Like, they were, it was day, and then it was night. Right. They were interviewing all different girls. It was very strangely edited. Yeah, we, like, started fast-forwarding, and then we realized that, no, this is the show. Like, that was it. This is what you need to be paying attention to. It was the cocktail party, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. So, Liz has been sent home, um... We go to what appears to be just a normal cocktail party. The girls basically are like, yeah, if he pulls anything else that's shady, then maybe I'll, you know, get my guard up. Right. But, um, but he didn't pull anything shady. I mean, that's the no, thing. No, everybody yeah. thinks, and I I mean, I pretty much agree with them, that, he, that Nick handled it pretty well. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think he's right when he says, like, because he was telling somebody, maybe Danielle, that Liz had a lot of answers for his questions that didn't really make sense. And yeah. I think that's true. I Your mean, story's not adding up, Liz. Liz never said it, but I'm going to say she was not here for the right reasons. Boom. Siren time. Um, no, she wasn't here for the right reasons. And in fact, um, 
Oh, we'll get to that later. There's some more people not saying but implying. Can I just note on a different note? Did you see Nick's tie? Yes, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. How would you describe it? I said that I thought it was fashioned from a 90s guess denim jumper. That sounds accurate. Was it was it flowery? Yeah, it was floral. Yeah, it was floral. It was pink like a flowers. floral. Yeah, nineties. Oh, like a overall, like a Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, if you took Kelly Kapowski's overalls and, and turned, turned them into, it into a, tie. a tie. Yep. Hey, bravo! Nick. Yeah, if there's maybe that's made from actual. He went to the Smithsonian and got a pair of Kelly Kapowski's overalls and turned them into a tie. That's a good fashion market right there. Um, okay. Well, now we, uh, so what, we go to the cocktail party. We go to the cocktail party. The women think that Nick handled Liz well, although I do want to note, because a few of them specifically said this, that they would be troubled if Nick slept with someone before the fantasy suite. So they're kind of like, I'm going to let this Liz thing fly, but if he keeps pulling shit like this on the show, um, Corinne. Right, right. They will not You're be so forgiving. You're and unnoticed. we see that in the episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Liz, they're like, eh, whatever. And then with Corinne, they are getting way more upset. Right. They're all like weeping at the end of the episode. Well, and with Corinne are still around and still presenting a threat because, you know, he sent Liz home. Yeah. So you don't have the classic... Well, if he's into Liz, then how can he be into me, too, no. dilemma? I feel like he sends Liz home. Pack your bags. Like, Bye, Felicia. Yeah. But who's still around? Corinne. Corinne. Corinne who's... and her whipped cream bikini. So, we actually, <laughs> I would like to talk about this at length. I bet you would. Yes, oh, I at, do. Length. at length. At length. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, do get it. <laughs> uh... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so my first and most pressing question, which we already discussed, is... So she gets out a trench coat, and she appears to be wearing nothing or very little underneath. Where did she get this coat? She packed it. She packed it in Los Angeles. She packed a trench coat. Los Angeles, California. We we have it on tape that that's not what I said. Not how I pronounced it. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> in Los Angeles. You in said it funny. La La Land. We have it. We're going to play the tape back. Folks, you can rewind and see if I said it funny Answer this or not. Twitter poll, guys. Did, did I, Ryan say Los did Angeles? Did I say funny? it strangely? So anyways, um, in what, Los what, Angeles. I don't understand why you're so flummoxed by this. She knew going in that maybe pulling a trench coat with nothing on underneath would be a good trick to have in her bag. How much packing room do they have? I mean, and my other question is how many many sexy tricks has she packed? Is it like a French maid's outfit? (laughs) What have you read? Let's hear it. She might have a sexy French maid outfit. Yeah, we'll see. What would you What would you get more mileage out of? A trench coat that you could wear as an actual coat if you make it to like the travel dates and you True. get to go to Europe. True, yeah. And you can use it as a sexy tool. Sexy ensemble. Yeah, yeah. ensemble. <laughs> um, or just like another cocktail dress. I feel like Corinne played it smart. And what I was going to say is... I have heard that they are supposed to pack as if they are going to stay the entire time. And that means that you're going to a cocktail party like once or twice a week. You might be going on individual dates. you got to pack for athletic group dates. you got to pack for 
You gotta pack swimsuits. You gotta pack for Dancing with the Backstreet Boys. You, you gotta have pack, to pack everything. Like you could potentially be left on a mountain. Right, like a uh, garden protect yes, guy. Or yeah, or left in a hurricane, right. like Olivia. <laughs> left uh, in an underground salt mine. What do you wear Who for knows? a group yeah. date where you're feeding pigs in the Caribbean? <laughs> I don't know. What do you wear for a Hunger Games style date where only some <laughs> of you come back alive? Who knows? So, no, fair enough. Fair I enough. And it's not going to take up that much space. It. Yeah. It just, she seemed like ready to go with this game yes, plan. I well, and later. She, I think she has, she is a contestant who has entered this show with a specific plan in mind. But later <laughs> she has access to a bounce house. Which, I mean, this I again that, goes back to Raquel our... Raquel set that up for her. <laughs> her nanny came and got that all yeah. ready to go. Well, and you're right. I mean, Raquel certainly packed all of this and was like, somebody here's brings a sexy... A, somebody brings a camel on the first night, but this bounce house, so that really has you up in arms. Well, it's just, it's again, uh, perpetually unclear to me what kinds of resources they can access. Well, you that's know? a question that you need to pose to Chris Harrison. Oh, well, let's get him on the show. Harrison, anytime. You want to come on the show. You're Can welcome. I give you a little bit more insider information? Yes. And by insider, do. I mean an article that was published on Glamour.com. Yeah. Uh, last week, you and I were saying that we didn't understand if Nick was allowed to say, mm-hmm. like, no, give me five Great. more minutes. Great. He, in this interview, which I will post a link to on our blog. Excellent. Hereforthereightreasons.com. Wrong reasons. <laughs> the wrong reasons.com. Uh, he said. I guess he, they are allowed, you are allowed to say no or to be like, I need five more minutes, but that he was interested in seeing how the girls would react to that took him. (laughs) That's an interesting approach. I mean, I think we know how the girls will react. It seems, yeah, that's, I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I don't agree with that move, but whatever, whatever on, on to the present. So Corinne is wearing a trench coat and little else. Uh, varsity blue style she has some whipped cream um that uh i, feel I like... don't want your life <laughs> but i don't want your life well i feel like varsity blues really pulled off the kind of like sexy whipped cream thing but uh this i feel like just kind of made it look unpleasant like i like i would eat whipped cream from a can but corinne was like forcing it in his mouth and i don't know it uh I, I was one of those things that I think always sounds It's kind of like pie face. It's exactly like it pie face. Like <laughs> then your four-year-old sets it up. And... There's, there is a market for a, an adult version of pie face, sure. I think. Yeah. Dick face. <laughs> <laughs> pie, pie dick. That's our idea. If anybody is selling pie dick in a month and a half, yeah. we're going to sue your asses. That's trademarked. Pie badge. <laughs> Who will get it? <laughs> it's a roulette-style game for the whole crew. Um, okay, so, yeah, that I don't know what else I want to say about this. He um, walks a very she's, fine well, line. Well, can I also just say, like, she's not sexy. It, I feel like Nick is not into it. Yeah. She's not. She's like, oh, take it off my boob. Yeah. I mean, it's not. The whole thing is just not sexy. And right. so then she seems like flabbergasted when it doesn't go over that well and well you and i both said too like she seems to consider it a total failure because they didn't like like was she thinking that they were gonna have sex out right that was what was the end game like to have sex outside of the bachelor mansion on the porch you know it just doesn't seem like 
you know, she had unrealistic expectations for this encounter. Yes. And Nick, to his credit, shows a little bit of restraint. He does. says that he's trying to be respectful to the other women in the house. He really picks up on some cues here and decides that maybe the other women aren't cool with him licking whipped cream (laughs) off of Corinne's breast. Maybe that's not okay, gang. Second cocktail party of the season. He also has like a Newtonian style like for every action. Yeah, there's an equal and opposite reaction, kind of. It wasn't quite that, but it was basically like a you know, Newton's second law of the bachelor kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, so I was pretty impressed with that, Nick. Nice, uh, nice bachelor physics there. Um, but and yeah, well, she... so, and not only does Corinne or do, do the girls, um, start to really lose their shit, but Corinne also starts oh, to, she loses her shit. Oh, yeah. big time. She's sobbing, makeup everywhere. Well, I have to say, and I'm sure that most fans agree with this. And I think the producers know this. At this point, her shtick is just kind of tiresome. Yes. Like, later, she does a bounce house thing where she's, like, grinding against Nick, and they have to blur out yeah. something again. And it's just like, I mean, I get, it's a weird one-trick pony for That's one. how all of these girls are. Like, I feel like there's an interesting scale of, wit, like, how they stay interesting or not. Right. You know, like, because I, I feel like Courtney was the same way. Somebody like Olivia was kind of the same way where you're just like, eh, like maybe in the first episode you're kind of interesting. Right. But I think they also, if they come in and they know that they can like play the role of the villain, then that's all they're trying to do. Right. And Corinne also just does not seem very smart. No, well, she doesn't. And I mean, I love, so I guess we can go ahead and jump ahead to the nanny thing. At this point, um, where she reveals that she has a nanny. She's a little does. bit of a Erica Rose type. I'm unclear what that means. Someone but... from way back, but who had quite the presence on some of the later, like, Bachelor Pad, okay. Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, just a, you know, spoiled little rich yeah. girl. Yeah. No, but it's revealed. And my favorite part of this, and I almost hate to make fun of her because I feel like it's shooting fish in a barrel to make fun of a 24-year-old who has a nanny who does everything. But um, she says that she has tried herself to make cheese pasta. But it's just not as good as the cheese (laughs) pasta that Rochelle makes I mean, she's playing it up. Of course. Of course, but I love that that's the thing that she focused on. Because then you see her next week turn around and be like, I run my dad's... $20 million company. Right. Multi-billion dollar company. I'll make cheese pasta right do here, you, bitches. Do you, Corinne, or yeah. does Raquel? Which one <laughs> yeah. of you is... Who's running the company? Which one of you is filling out the W-2s yeah. for that company? <laughs> Who's doing all the financials? I, Corinne is doing a lot of spreadsheets. I want to note that in my notes, I put, Corinne seems very mentally stable, and then in all caps, not. Boom. And Thanks, then in Trump. brackets, I put Trump. <laughs> Um, Corinne goes to sleep instead of going to the rose ceremony, which I actually think takes a lot of balls. It and does. I kind of respect yeah. that. No, I do too. I actually she already has it. a rose. Yeah. She's like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to bed. I was wondering too, like, is there a, a chance that she is actually a narcoleptic? Like someone that will just fall asleep? Like, is, does she have a nanny because she legally cannot drive? I think she's just tired. Yeah. Because she also doesn't seem that drunk in most right. of the shots, you right. know? And, I mean, again, honestly, I would be falling asleep all the time. I mean, it's got to be exhausting. 
to do this whole thing. So props to you, Corinne. It's, it's a little controversial, but I like the sleeping move. She sleeps on the date later. Great. I think Nick, Catch it where you can. Nick seems to understand that, that this could go very badly very quickly. Right. Because he says he doesn't want it to seem like he's giving roses to someone like Corinne, who is just doing the bare minimum and then, like, offering a big fuck you to right. everybody. And right. the girls that are really trying really hard are not getting roses. He seems a little more politically savvy than some of the other bachelors. And having done the game before, Yeah, that's I not mean, I don't surprising. think that he's more savvy. I think he's just... <laughs> this is not his first rodeo. Right. No, he's it's more not his second rodeo. Right, not his third rodeo mm-hmm. either. A lot of rodeos. Um, okay, so then let's go ahead and move on to the next date. Well, should we say, I mean, he cuts people. He cuts, yeah. I, I saw Lacey and Haley, and then there was another blonde girl that he cut, but I did not catch her name. Right. They, they need to be labeling their names. There's still too many. I can't keep them straight. Yeah, too many blondes. Yeah, they need to, to label them. Um, but yeah, so the remaining girls, there's a group date the next day featuring who else but... Well, so Harrison comes in drops the date card and it simply says in quotes everybody i feel like they actually got it they got it really fast they talk about a few things and then one girl's like backstreet boys i would have gone with everybody 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 i would have gone with everybody loves raymond (laughs) it's an everybody loves raymond named date raymond (laughs) i don't like that raymond holy crap Brother, <laughs> <laughs> is Robert Verona a mobster? My family. You gotta respect the family, Raymond. Raymond, you didn't, you didn't do the, the dishes. <laughs> that Raymond. I'm Raymond. I'm a sports writer. <laughs> that was my best one. That was this actually has become an Everybody Loves Raymond podcast. We'll be discussing the one today where Raymond plays ping pong with his father. It is. In fact, the Backstreet Boys. And they come to the mansion. So even the girls that don't get to go on the Backstreet Boys date get to meet them. They They sing the chorus from I Want It That Way. And the girls are like super into it. Super into it. I'm going to say I don't think the Backstreet Boys sounded that great. I'm going to say, I don't think the Backstreet Boys looked that They great. looked a little rough. Uh, Brian had, in my notes, I call it a reverse rat tail. <laughs> it was like braided up his head, and then he was balding on top. Ooh. Yeah, balding on uh, the top. Kevin, Party down below. Kevin was not I can't believe good. you know their names. Whose neck tattoo? Which one is that? Howie. Howie? One of the Backstreet Boys is named Howie? Brian, Howie, Kevin... Nick Carter and Oh Nick Carter. Okay, so um, I do know one of their names. JC. JC. No, no, no. JC was in Seek. Who's the other one? I don't know. I'm I'm realizing oh, that Nick Nick Carter I did know, but none of the others did I know. Kevin particularly, I think, seems like he just does not want to be there at all. No, no. I mean, they have a lot of special AJ. guests on this one. AJ. Oh, you might I be, did know AJ that. might be neck tattoo boy. Um. Yeah. They did. They did not look that excited about it. I'll also say one of the girls said that the Backstreet Boys were their favorite band. Which, whose favorite band? And I guess this was filmed in 2016. Whose favorite band in 2016 is the Backstreet Boys? I could understand if it was like 2002, but I don't know. 
I don't know. Maybe. Well, I guess this I person. Yeah. Sorry. We can't all like spoon. <laughs> we can all like spoon. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So the girls who are on the date are whisked away. The Backstreet Boys have to prepare for their Vegas show. By yes. the way, folks, we're going to be in Vegas. We're we going to be doing. Go see this. They said that it was in March. In March. That's when we'll be there. They're going to be do. We'll be doing a live podcast recording. Yes. Vegas style, Cirque du Soleil behind us, doing amazing things. Um, they're doing a dance date, which isn't that unusual, and uh, also as per usual. Not everyone is a great dancer. Sure. So, like, one of them is a wonderful dancer. Right. Well, one of them is Jasmine a professional G. dancer. Yeah. Right. Former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Yeah. Her job is to be a dancer. Um, Corinne, however, is not a great dancer. And she brought Rochelle out, though, and Rochelle did the dance <laughs> and did a great job. Great job. She is crying. She starts crying on the date. Um,. But she says that she's not, it's not because she gets upset when everyone's attention is not on her. Right. That's not it. That's not it at all. she's still just feeling very uncomfortable about the whipped cream faux pas from the night before. The whipped cream fiasco, which again went fine. I mean. Yes. I think Corinne is, so this happens a lot on the show where somebody, I really don't think the point of any of the group dates when it's a competition, whether it's. A sports thing or dancing it's Stand-up not to see comedy. like who's the best it's to see who has the best attitude right and who has a really shitty attitude right who can have fun with it yes yeah. that's and always the criteria Corinne is not having fun no with she's it. not nor is she awake for all of it <laughs> yeah so they um, and she also refers to choreography as planned dancing that she's not good she's at like planned what is dancing. it called choreography <laughs> oh my nanny says that. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have this in my notes at this point. You mentioned this before, but we have to say, I mean, Corinne is is Bachelor in Paradise fodder. I mean, there's no way she's not going to be on yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like this it's tailor-made for a Corinne. Uh, I want to say, too, however degrading you are to the Backstreet Boys, I actually feel like this is a pretty big get for the show. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like usually their musical guests are yeah. not this I big. agree. It would have been like, they would have been happy to get 98 degrees a few years ago. You know, I feel degrees like. degrees is the shit. But I'm saying it's sort of Call like me the. Nick. It's like Nick the next Lachey. level down. Well, and it would have been like three of 98 degrees. And it was like Nick Lachey wouldn't have come. It would have been, been the Nick, other ones. Drew. All the Lachey boys. Kevin. I think there's a Kevin in that band, too. Steve. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> um, hang on, I want to look up their names. Okay, anyways, I'll carry it. Uh, I'll carry Jeff the show. And Jeff, and Justin. Jeff and Justin. I was confusing Justin with Kevin. It, it happens. Um, They get to the concert. Can we go to the concert? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are they on stage. Ryan was like, this is really hard. It is hard. It's a hard, I mean, to dance in front of 500 people, to learn. I just, I would like to see, I would not like to see me try this, actually, because it wouldn't be very good. But <laughs> I, I don't think I would do well. if you are a horrible dancer, it's really easy on dates like this to just, like, go in the background and... Like shuffle around, Shake around a little bit, yeah. yeah. So Mouth the, the word water. I was going to say is the dance equivalent <laughs> of doing that. Yeah. No, I mean it is. I I think it's um, it's a challenge. It's certainly more challenging. I feel like than some of the other dates. Um, but uh, you know, a lot of the girls rose to the challenge, and Danielle L dancing out of out of the background. Well, into so the, the background. Oh, nice. 
Boom, boom. Someone did teach me how to do metaphors. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, the Backstreet Boys, they all get to dance with them, and then they choose one special girl um, who they think has great chemistry mm-hmm. with Nick and the right yeah. mood. They think she has the right moves. All the right moves. All the right moves. Yeah. And they get to do a uh, individual slow dance with each other while the Backstreet Boys serenade them a cappella to I Want It That Way. Yeah. Which is your nightmare. I have on my notes, this is my nightmare date. And then immediately after I typed, this is my nightmare date, Corinne said, this is my worst nightmare, repeated over and over and over and over. So but maybe Corinne and I have something in common. It's her worst nightmare because She's someone watching else, him and Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. Not because she doesn't want this attention. But yeah. she doesn't crave attention. Don't be mistaken. Even though I have right in that place in my notes a direct quote from Corinne that says, I want to always be the center of Nick's attention. But I don't care if I'm not the center of Nick's attention. Oh. And then, bless, so there's, what, then later does something happen, or is that it? Um, They go on the group date. Corinne takes him first uh, because she feels the need to correct her behavior from the night before. Nick seems very forgiving. Corinne retu- returns to the girls and again is worried that her nipples have been exposed. Right, all the time. Yeah, she's worried that uh, it's she about would just nip cover slits. them up with some whipped cream. She wouldn't have to worry wouldn't about that. Wouldn't have a problem. That. Well, then Justin Timberlake comes in and just rips her dress open in front of everyone. I mean, it's, <laughs> all she's wearing is a nipple shield. 2004 Super Bowl reference. Um... Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. She's talking about how she isn't ready to have a baby because um, she couldn't take care of a baby. And then she says, I, I still am taken care of by my nanny, Raquel. Yeah. And the other girls are rightfully kind of horrified. Right, flummoxed by this. She gets referred to as a millennial. Is that right? Oh, does she? Or is that my, was that me wanting to make a joke? I just have entitled millennial in my notes. Is that my uh, joke or is that uh, Rachel's joke. I can't remember. Now. Jasmine said that she was entitled. Oh, okay. But Maybe I don't not. know. Do you want to make a joke right now? Sure. So here's here's a joke. <laughs> what a millennial. <laughs> She's so entitled, just like the entire generation of millennials. Like these millennials who are so entitled. I heard that they each have an individual robot that does their <laughs> homework. <laughs> They can't get jobs because the economy's terrible, so they live at home. <laughs> Entitled. Um, Nick gives the date rose to Danielle, not surprisingly. Right. So earned it. Legit earned it. Yeah, she yeah. earned it. Uh, we get to go on a one-on-one with Vanessa. Yeah, you called it. By the way, you said it's going to be Vanessa on I the date call, card. Yeah. And boom, it was. You are a bachelor clairvoyant. So this is one of the dates that they, um, if you read any... Uh, any of the pr- what promotional yes. material for the season, they kind of hype it up and say, on one of the dates, one of the girls throws up all over Nick. They made it sound like she was going to throw up like in his mouth. They make it sound like it's going to be like exorcist style, right. like fuck your mom, <laughs> <laughs> just like green pea soup everywhere. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. I'm not even sure that she threw up. I feel right. like maybe she spit into that barf bag. Right. It's and here's build, why I think that. Because Nick was also kissing her while yeah. she's... Th- and, like, in between. In between in between hurls. Yeah. yeah. He's like, come here, baby. You are my husband. 
you could not pay me enough money to kiss you if you had thrown up. Right. I don't care how little it is. I it's got to be days later. No, yeah. and you don't just... Because then, I mean, he definitely kissed her. When they got out of the... They're on a zero-gravity airplane, by the way. <laughs> I said that. For those of you, okay, that I don't watch that. the show. They go okay. on a zero-gravity airplane. They, they it's like experience really weightlessness. fun at first, yeah. and then Vanessa starts to get motion sickness. Also, I have to say, props for the 2001 audio reference. Um, very highbrow, right? Huh. Yeah. I don't know, is that? Yeah. I mean, kind of. Reasonably highbrow, right? Uh, I don't know. All right. Somewhat. Okay. Um... But yeah, I mean, that was kind of the big, I don't the know, big the moment. big happening in sure, that day, yeah. it wasn't very big. No. They go on a dinner date, and it's Tallest fine. building in L.A., yeah. Uh, Vanessa has a dead grandfather. Uh, some of us have dead fiancés, Right, come Vanessa. on, step up your yeah. head game. You <laughs> should have killed somebody more important to you. I do kind of feel like you. at this point, you know that somebody's going to have such a better story than that. That, right. like, if all you have to trot out is a dead grandfather. Is a dead grandpa, yeah. Like, put that back in the bag. Yeah. Well, and she did this thing where, like, they put roses on his grave, and so she knew that he was going to be... She was carrying a rose right. in the limo on the way to the service, and it was a sign. Like, did the rose just appear in your hand? <laughs> Magically. She, oop, there it is. Her yeah. grandfather is actually with her on this journey, she says. He's yeah. one of the contestants. He'll be there in the in the fantasy suite with them, staring that over them. That girl's been dead for <laughs> 30 years. When are they going to have a ghost candidate on The right Bachelor? Now. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. the big reveal. One of the right. girls is a ghost. <laughs> She's dead. Yeah, that's how she was so able to achieve weightlessness. She's always weightless. Um, A few seasons, or like, more than a few seasons back, one of the girls was a vampire. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, last week I commented on how thematically um, effective the dates were. And I thought they were doing that again, but it's because I thought that one of the Backstreet Boys had gone into space. But it wasn't. No. It was that Lance Bass wanted to go into space and was denied the opportunity to go into space. So I thought they were doing like a really clever callback but it wasn't uh-huh yeah so but anyways yeah vanessa and honest i'll also say i would have thrown up to vanessa so oh no yeah is, me too no one is judging you i did write red rose story slash oh jesus in my notes. <laughs> um and then nick starts to cry yeah, yeah he does he cries a little on their date um he says that that the date mean. Um, is making him less terrified and that he's feeling optimistic. Yes, about the whole process. He seems very, he just, I mean, he is way more genuine with someone like Vanessa than with Corinne. You know, Corinne is a one-trick pony. Sure, yeah. And I just feel, I don't know. And this is what you meant. I mean, I get what you meant last week when you were like, it is a legitimate question to say, like, is this what Nick really wants? And, like, of course, every guy want someone who will put like a trench coat on for you and nothing underneath but like after a while you're like okay corinne like you also i I do understand your point from last week when like he does like that but only to a point right like you have to move beyond that somehow and i think if you move beyond it with corinne you have a 24 year old girl child who right. has a nanny right who will put you in a bounce house and it'll be great <laughs> but then well she gets she rents bounce houses um okay so then we are on to the third date another group date 
Yes. Yes. They're at the track. Yes, track and field. Track events. and field, not yes. the horse track. Oh, that would be a good one, though. Have Nick, they done that? Uh, Go put a little money on the ponies? Uh, no, I don't think they yeah. have, actually. They've done, like, race car driving. Right. The racetrack. Right. Because they made Emily do that. Oh. When her fiancé had... Was a race That's car right. They had died, died. Yeah. on the racetrack. Well yeah. played, Bachelor. Well, someday they'll get someone whose Keep husband was trampled by a horse, and then they'll go to the horse track. Yeah. Um, Nick ran track. What does he say? Like in high school? Uh, I don't know. They're doing cares. a Nickathlon. No. They had a giant blow up of Nick that you blow up poster of Nick <laughs> that you would jump over the high bar for. Yeah, they yeah. bring in some Olympic runners who are running the show. Right, Carl Lewis, who I actually had heard of, and the other two, which I had no knowledge of no. because I know nothing about sports. <laughs> um, but they had great. I have to compliment them. They had like a warm up, and they had great montage music, very like eighties you know, workout montage music. So yeah. props to whoever was in charge of that. I know you're listening, every single production <laughs> member of the Bachelor staff. Good job. Um, so the final event, they have to do basically just like a sprint, 100-yard dash or whatever, and then they have to grab a ring. Right, and it's only a few of them are left. Three what? of them Astrid, are left. Astrid, Rachel, and Alexis are, are remaining. They sprint. Rachel grabs the ring, but then drops it, kind of fumbles the mm-hmm. ring, and then she steps on it. And Astrid, ever the opportunist, scoops it up. Grabs the broken pieces. makes it to the hot tub. Which I had to say, this was as apt a metaphor for the Bachelor process as anything I've ever seen, (laughs) right? Um, And yeah, and then Nick is waiting in a hot tub for her, and she just jumps in the hot tub in the workout gear that she's got on. Yeah. Hey, go for it. Go for it, girl. Get your prize. So the other big thing that happens on this group date is that Dominique, like, confronts nick right also who? out of nowhere who yeah like this? yeah i don't know i so she dominique is um she's very pretty i had her on my roster for a while because i do think she's really Bad pretty move. but she kind of like freaks out and all of the other girls yeah. say that she's too much in her own head and that does seem to be what it is she seems to feel like nick was really snubbing her on the group date And I think it was probably just that it was a group date, so he wasn't paying too much attention to anyone. Some people just can't handle the situation of the group dates in general. But uh, rather than kind of, you know, let sleeping dogs lie, Dominique, which, I mean, I guess you have to respect it. She full-on just confronts him. I don't think you have to respect it. It's a bad play. It's a bad play. It's not not something that's going to to end well. Right. I mean, if you're doing that, you want to go home. And it doesn't. I mean, I think... She knows that, maybe, because he sends her home, and right. she doesn't seem too surprised. Right, she's just like, fine. And that's fine, too. I mean, some people, obviously, this is not a process for everybody. I could imagine someone just being like, nah, I don't really like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and go Nick kind of seems glory. that way, too, where he's like, eh, I've made it really far in my relationship with some of the other girls. Right. So, see ya. Dunzo. For the second time in this episode. Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Dunzo. If you don't make it... You're on my Dunzo list. Oh, what's a Dunzo list? It means you and I are Dunzo. You're out, Dominique. So they, Chris Harrison again comes in with an announcement that there will be no cocktail party. Wait for it. But there's going to be a pool party. Pool party. Everybody in the pool. Cannonball. (laughs) Cannonball. (laughs) 
have a pool party. The girls go ape shit. They're super excited yeah. for it. Corinne, this is what you were referring to, sets up a bouncy house. Uh, Very quickly, too. That's the other thing we have to note. I mean, she didn't know. She thought there was going to be a cocktail party. So that's quick. She's got a bounce house rental place on speed dial, ready to go. She straddles him in the bounce house. Yeah. She's like in there in her in her bikini, mm-hmm. right? And she's just like straddling him and... Bouncing around, like, yeah. I have in my notes <laughs> that it reminds me of... This is a very obscure reference. Hit me with it. There's a uh, early episode of 90210 where Brandon becomes a partier. And he ends oh, up uh-oh, hanging Brandon. out... Yeah, he yeah. hangs out at this rich girl's house. With the wrong crowd, is my guess. Yeah, and they end up in the hot tub together. Whoa. And she is, like, making out with him, and she's like, let's take off all our clothes! And Brandon is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take off all our clothes. Whoa, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. What? What's wrong? I don't know. I uh, kind of feel like our roles got a little bit reversed there. And I feel like that's, like, I think that that in Corinne's mind, the only card that she has to play is her sexuality. Right. And so she's just like throwing that at him. And even, you can even see that Nick is like, take it down a notch. Well, it's like there's a time and a place for this. It's called the fantasy suite. Right, let's not kid ourselves that if she showed up in Nick's room in the middle of the night with a bounce house, that things might go a little differently. But again, what does she think is going to happen? She's doing it on these groups. In the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, she argues that she thinks the other girls are just jealous. Classic bachelor <laughs> complaint. And Y'all then just jealous. The girls get really mad, and I will say I was quite pleased because a lot of times when something like this happens, they get really mad, but it takes a long time for it any of simmers. them to say something. Yeah. And then when they do say something, it just comes out as this like super bitter, right, like, petty word vomit. thing. Yeah, yeah. but. Uh, Vanessa. So a, a lot of the girls right. say something. So who um, all who all takes takes Taylor? Yep. Somebody oh, else. Somebody before. else. Does. Raven. Yeah, Raven. So they. Uh, it's kind of like the girls are just one by one being like Corinne sucks. Right. But then Vanessa, who I think I would argue he probably like does not. He doesn't want to insult her. Right. He trusts her judgment. Mm-hmm. They seem to have a really deep connection. Um. She, like, really gives it to him. Yeah. She says that she's not judging Corinne. She's judging him. Yeah. Which, man, well And then she says, are you looking for a wife? Are you looking for someone to fuck around with? Yeah. Well played, Vanessa. Yeah, boom, Vanessa. Coming in with that Canadian. Yeah. Not messing around from the great north. Uh -uh. Yeah. And that's kind of where we end the yeah, show. Yeah, it's two. It's another to be continued cliffhanger. So I'm gonna be. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat right now, and I'm not gonna move. Until next week. Yeah. Stay on the edge of your seats, folks, and we'll talk to you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.